Uh, I am going to, just for shits and giggles, play the uh, theme song over the speakers here. I'll be shitting and giggling the whole time. I'll check on that. <laughs> One sec. Okay. All right. I'm going to pipe it in over my speakers. Hurry up. I'm, I'm, I'm shitting and I'm giggling right now. Pipe it in. <laughs> Already? <laughs> Welcome to Thought Cops, the only podcast where every week we police the mean streets of the internet because, hey, somebody's got to do it. And then we let you be the judge, the jury, and the executioner, too, in the court of public opinion, coming to you live from Neo Chicago. I'm Officer Kevin. And I'm Officer Grant. What's up? Uh, it's another day, another dollar. Let's give a quick thank you to our guests from last week. Ari Grab and Asterios Kokonos. Thank you, boys. That was either one of the best or one of the worst episodes of Thought Cops. That was a hellish nightmare to record and to edit. There were so many technical problems, and yet I think it might be one of my favorites. Yeah, think of all the laughs and friends we made along the way. <laughs> Fair. And let's uh, give a warm welcome to our guest this week. This is a brand new guest to the Thought Cops family, to the Thought Cops canon, to the Thought Cops lore. We have Sarah Black. What's up, Sarah? Hi, thanks for having me. How's it going? Um, pretty good. Um, feel all things it, considered. Yeah, all things considered. Um, feeling like I'm ready to just go hog wild. Um, just uh, judging the shit out of these situations and people. Absolutely. Switch yeah. situations and people. Watch the fuck out. Yeah. I'm coming for you. Yeah, we're, we're all uh, we're all on the beat here. Uh, Sarah, you are a part of the uh, a, a, a part of the Chicago comedy scene. And uh, obviously, as we've talked with a few other comedians locally recently, kind of hard to get up on stage and do anything these days. So... Uh, in the meantime, you have also been uh, podcasting for a while. That's been uh, hopefully for you as it has been for me, keeping you somewhat sane. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I do a podcast called Please Save Me. Um, it is a fake recap podcast for a television show called Chicago Heroes. Um, it doesn't exist, but it's like an amalgamation of, you know, those Chicago Med, Chicago yeah. PD, um, all of that. And my um, co-host Ben Flores and I do a recap um, every week or sometimes every two weeks, every three weeks, whatever we're feeling um, about this wonderful television's number one show, Chicago Heroes. 
Yeah, they just really keep cranking those out. And uh, Ben was, I believe, our last guest uh, pre-quarantine. Oh, that's oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot lucky about for him. Yeah. He was actually the last person to be in my apartment um, before <laughs> quarantine, um, besides myself. So he's kind of a curse, I think. He's the thread that ties all this together. You know, I, I was just thinking about this because uh, I was listening to a couple of your guys' old episodes. And uh, does does anybody outside of Chicago know what the Chicago Heroes shows are? Like, I know a lot of people that are like, oh, yeah, uh, this person I know was on Chicago Fire. And I'm like, does anybody else know what Chicago Fire is besides just me and 10 other people? All the people who extra on it. Um, you know? Yeah, I think they're actually pretty, like, highly, not regarded, they're not, like, critically acclaimed, but I think they're, like, pretty heavily watched. At least Chicago PD was when Sophia Bush was on it. Chicago PD, Chicago whatever, yeah. Um, I believe there was a Chicago Justice at one point that lasted for less than a season, but Chicago Men (laughs) and Chicago PD had, uh, have had or still do have um, somewhat... Uh, decent uh, viewership. I honestly, we don't really watch them. I think intentionally at this point, just to make sure that we're not like letting that influence (laughs) our show too much. Not that we would be in any danger of like having a coherent plot, but you know, yeah, I see them filming a lot of those shows around the block for me back when they were, uh, Oh yeah. Chicago fire shows. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the main one to do that. I think that's the first one that has Steve from sex in the city on it. Ooh. Yeah. So, Never, never saw it. Sex in the City or <laughs> Chicago Fire? Really, both, yeah, I guess. I figured. But uh, we're, but we're talking about Chicago Heroes right now. Um, everybody's I, seen that one. Everybody, <laughs> it's, it's America's number, number one, show. one show. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Top of the Nielsen ratings. Yeah, every day, every year. Um, yeah, you got to tune your box to the network that Chicago Heroes plays on. Yeah, my right. my favorite network, of course, yes. that one. Yes, can't name it for <laughs> legal reasons, but right, yeah, right for Chicago legal reasons. I remember, uh, God, how I don't even know. I don't know what time is anymore. But back in back in June, y'all had basically the same issue. I think we had regarding uh, a doing a show that was police adjacent, which mm. is uh police were no longer in vogue and you guys did uh you guys did police were so on, uh, in vogue before. <laughs> yeah, right. People were really honestly and all of a sudden it became <laughs> yeah. yeah. They really fell what, from their pedestal. What happened back then? Yeah, I don't I don't know what happened. But, didn't see uh, it coming. Yeah. Y'all did an episode called what was it, Sulligans or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so it was a pretty funny shift. <laughs> yeah, we um, had a lot of conversations about that. And Soligans was already like an established thing in the universe. Um, it was a uh, slip of the tongue I made in like one of the first episodes about a bar they all go to. <laughs> I was trying to say something between Sullivan's and Mulligan's and it came out Soligans. <laughs> That's great. Though. And yeah, that it rules. ended up being like a nice little in joke for people who listen. And um, yeah, so we around June were like, you know what? We are not in the mood to talk about cops even like though our series relies heavily on like cartoonish over-the-top violence it still doesn't Mm -hmm. feel good or right and um yeah so we sort of pivoted and did a spinoff for a couple episodes it was really fun but we were also like this uh we missed the old thing and so we have just sort of made some both conscious and subconscious changes to how we approach the cop thing from here on out 
And I think they were conscious decisions about how we approached it from the beginning because we are both police abolitionists. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's what any network would do, too. So, it's it's right in line with, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, let's get along here to some show news of our own. Uh, we've mentioned this last few episodes. Uh, Twitch.tv slash ThoughtCops. We are doing streams regularly now. Uh, every Tuesday night and Sunday night from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. CST. Uh, like I said, if you live somewhere else, do the math. I'm not going to do it for you. Figure yeah. it out. Come hang out. We'll have guests on remotely, play through some games, do some tier rankings, and basically whatever other random crap we can think of. Sounds exciting. It wow. is. Where where can I find that again? <clears throat> I believe it's twitch.tv slash thoughtcops. I'm downloading wow. Twitch I'll, right now. <laughs> I'll check that out. And we have a brand new episode of Fire Bros coming very soon. Uh, Grant and I reviewed Donnie Darko. Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie, Shin Godzilla, and... And another one. God this damn it. This is the second time this has happened. I, I told myself... You know what? It doesn't even matter. Just patreon.com slash thoughtcops. Just go there and listen to it when it comes out. Should be out soon. Speaking of things that are out soon, uh, I also just... As of this recording, I haven't done it yet, but, you know, if you're listening to this on Tuesday or Monday, whenever we release it, uh, a new re-educationing video will be out. I am talking about the uh, very sensitive, controversial subject of Gamergate, and I give it a, I give it a nice breakdown so that uh, people at home can understand exactly what Gamergate is and the effects that it's had on uh society and politics and gaming's journalism at large uh it's very thorough and we also have a uh, couple new products in our teespring store that's teespring.com slash stores slash thought cops uh, as i mentioned last time we have the uh good old-fashioned values t-shirt which is grant and i in a hilarious uh, sort of seth mcfarland family guy so art disgusting. style and we have a uh, a new mug uh it says on it let people enjoy things. Ugh. If you if you all remember that old uh, that old famous comic strip, I saw someone use it yesterday, like unironically. Ugh. Sorry if I'm overstepping by talking during your promotion. No, time. no, you're, no you're, I mean that, I lo- I love the context. Uh, some people may not know, but it's in it's one of the worst things that's ever existed. Yes, yes. Yeah. One of the worst pieces of content. Yeah. Somebody, can I explain where I saw it? Because I think it's quite yeah, funny. Please, yeah. So um, I don't know if you saw this yesterday, but um, Miles Clee, who is a writer for The Mel, I believe, um, kind of a extremely online guy, wrote this thing mm-hmm. um, about Sarah Cooper, who, if you don't know, is the woman who does the like lip syncs to Trump things. Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, God. Yeah, um, I know what you're talking about. So, she, and I do not feel as strongly as about, about her as a lot of left Twitter does, which is like, she sucks, it's not funny, whatever. Right. I sort of can't bring myself to have an opinion about her because I don't think what she does is like remotely in the vein of what I consider comedy to be. But um, right. she, so some, so Miles posted this or published a story about it and it was like really level-headed, even-handed, et cetera. And somebody like posted about it and then this guy um, was like, was like, oh, millennials and Zoomers hate it because it's not like their edgy humor or whatever. And somebody responded, uh, your local millennial here to tell you that I think she's hilarious with that um, comic. I lost steam and I'm sorry. 
<laughs> I, w- I was actually just shocked to hear millennials and zoomers group together like that i yeah yeah it's it's very rare um, remember when the zoomers became their own group for a long time older people were just like these millennials and mm-hmm. then we were all like we're in our 30s who are you talking about and they're like oh there's other people out there you remember that yeah well right when the pandemic started there was that video of those people spring breaking in like florida or whatever and they're like i don't right. care or whatever and everybody's like millennials suck and we were like those people are 18 like we <laughs> yeah those, those are zoomers all right yeah and then uh one day they're gonna be cr- uh, complaining about generating what is it generation glass is supposed to go after that or some what's fucking... that that's the letter like, after z i guess yeah it was supposed to be like i think it's but it's, i think it's a symbol for alpha but it's called generation glass is that going to be a generation full of meth heads i mean if everything it? continues to go as it is i don't see any way we can cope with this any other way so yeah uh generation meth is uh the uh the children of the future basically uh, we got we got one last piece of show news, everybody. This is something I haven't brought up for a while. Uh, guess what? I'm going to say it what? again. Thought Cops theme song cover contest. Oh, no, Kevin, you can't bring that up again. No one submitted anything. <clears throat> How embarrassing for us. Well, Grant, guess what? What? We got our first submission. What? And it's going to play at the end of this very episode. So let's give a quick thank you to CB for this week's Thought Cops theme song cover. Stick around till the end of the episode and we're going to play it. We we asked him if he wanted to uh, like plug a website or a page or anything. And he said no. So CB, everybody, uh, check him out. Yeah. Uh, somewhere. <laughs> I don't know where. Just out there. Uh, speaking of being a little bit out there, uh, let's move around Whoa. right along to our uh, very famous, very favorite, very frantic segment of the show, Two Minutes of Hate, where we like to blanket punish all those ne'er-do-wells, all those uh, all those bad guys, all those rotten I folks hate on the internet. They're bad. Exactly. And that's why this week, my Two Minutes of Hate is this meme where somebody posts a picture of a nice house or a big gourmet meal and they go, would you eat this or live here with your <laughs> friends for $10,000? Hell yeah. I want to give a quick thank you to, uh, I, I guess, uh, our photographer. Uh, we could call uh, Mike Willie brought this up to us. He's like, I hate this. Please talk about it on the show. And I'm like, yeah, I hate that too. And I, uh, I called that one on Twitter as soon as I saw it. So people... This started off with people were doing it in sincerity at one point. Like there was right. people posting a picture mm-hmm. of like a like a, a triple decker pizza or something where it's like, would you and your friends eat this for ten thousand dollars? And it's like, yeah, honey, I would or eat that for better. free. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're supplying, I'll eat it. <laughs> yeah. Or people that were like, uh, tag ten of your friends that you would want, and like. So it'd be just like everyone tagging each other and you would see it everywhere. And I feel like it's just like some shitty metrics thing that people are running to like sell merchandise right. like we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and people have sort of taken this and run with it, but they're, they're pretty much doing the exact same thing where it's just uh, like the one I saw today was this big, beautiful uh, sort of Frank Lloyd Wright looking house. 
And it was like, would you live here with your friends for $10,000? Like, like it's like a haunted house that their <laughs> uncle left to them. <laughs> um, Frank Lloyd Wright houses, actually, the ones in the suburbs are not that expensive um, because you kind of have to take on being like the caretaker of what is ultimately like a tourist destination. That's true. We, uh, I, I grew up right by one. Oh, yeah. You, are you from Oak Park? Uh, Batavia. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's like one on the market right now that's like really reasonable. And I was joking around being like, oh, I should buy that. But then, yeah, you can't change anything about the house. You can't update anything. And then you have people constantly wanting to be in your house. So hmm. I, would I wouldn't do it for $10,000. No. <laughs> yeah, you. Uh, that's a good point, Grant. Why wouldn't you just say no? <laughs> yeah. This is my house now. Maybe they haven't thought of that. Yeah, I'm the captain of this house now. (laughs) I'm the owner now. (laughs) So, yeah, to to punish these folks, um, I think I'm just going to, like I said earlier, uh, you inherited your uncle's mansion on a spooky hill with bats flying out of it. And you actually don't get anything. You got to stay there for free. You get get to bring your friends with, but you got to stay there for free. And you get to own the place afterwards, but the condition is you have to spend three nights there. Oh, that sounds simple. And you get there, and of course, there's a guy in a, a werewolf mask and all the all that kind of oh, crazy no. stuff. Yeah, it's horrifying. It, it's a it's a whole thing. So, yeah. Imagine the the property tax alone on a place like that. Mm-hmm. That's the real horror story. <laughs> uh, so, Sarah, did you have anything bugging you? Anything you want to get off your chest? Uh, I know we've been spending a lot of time on the internet during this <laughs> quarantine, for for better or for worse. Yeah, um, yeah, I have been thinking about a lot of things a lot, and one of the things that I noticed um, recently that's really kind of grinding my gears is <laughs> <laughs> is the um, normalize X sort of format of normalize oh. um, very what seems to be common behavior so like normalize apologizing when you're wrong um Uh, yes yes you know normalize listening to your friends when they speak and not sharing your own anecdote um or like the the opposite which is denormalize being a piece of shit or whatever and it's like (laughs) okay and i understand the the broader concept but the format itself like most formats lends no nuance whatsoever um as to like why these things are important or whatever and it's under the guise of it not being normalized whereas it's like what you are talking you're like subtweeting somebody you're like this is something you need to be talking about with your therapist or like with the person you're pissed at (laughs) and um so yeah it really frustrates me i'm sure you guys have seen these right like i'm not alone. okay yeah (laughs) I actually, uh, Nima in the chat here, uh, at ILL Wildcat on Twitter, he said, uh, post, he just put up something on Twitter, normalize going beyond the normalized meme and move those ideas into everyday language and discussion. Yeah. It's like, yes, that's exactly what it is. Um, thank you for somebody, um, succinctly putting my gripe into, um, a very easily digestible, um, thought. Um, Nima just wanted to plug his Twitter and <laughs> you just platformed him. This is this is the problem with uh, this podcast nowadays. And then you had a tweet here as well. Normalize the abnormal. Normalize being a little twisted, a little messed up. Normalize not Whoa. giving a shit what anyone thinks of you. Normalize cheesiness. Normalize heat. Normalize value. Normalize the new fiery Doritos Locos half pound grilled burrito supreme only at Taco Bell. 
Which the, actually, uh, that may be getting taken off the menu, so. I, that's, yeah, bye-bye. The, uh, um, shit, I lost my thought. The The pacing of that tweet has the same pacing of the introduction to the movie, uh, uh, what is it? Train, train watchers, tra- uh, train spotters. Oh uh, yeah. Where he's mm-hmm. like, choose life, choose this, choose that. Yeah. Oh, I've never seen it. Um, <laughs> but thank you. I it's think basically, basically the whole movie. <laughs> nice. Yeah. No, it really, uh, fucking pisses me off. Cause it's just, yeah, it's exactly, um, Nima, what you sent, which is just like, have the actual conversation about what you mean and like, be a little bit more specific about, like the situation that you want to apply this to. Um, Cause a lot of the times too, like these things can't be broadly applied. Anyway, um, I would like to punish people who use this to, um, you know, every, I want <laughs> everything they do becomes normal. Nothing they do hasn't been said or done before. And not a single person finds anything that they do remarkable. And that may already be the case, but it will uh, <laughs> here, hereby uh, forever be the case. Exactly. At least it shouldn't feel like it anymore. It should just feel, you know, just like the NPC meme, just a gray body. That's exactly just it. saying what everybody says and thinks. That's a good summation. They just become an NPC. Yeah. Grant, what do you got for us? Um, so I was prepping for the episode and I was like, oh, man, I can't. I had such a good one last week and I, I just can't think of anything. And I'm I don't I'm looking through the notes of other two minutes of hate that I can draw from. And I'm like, eh. I don't I don't like any of these, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I, I get a text message and this text message uh, angers me greatly. And it's it's regarding, you know, I'll, I'll keep people's uh, names and uh, criticisms um, anonymous, but it, it's regarding like content that I create for the Internet. You know, mm, OK, it's regarding uh, specifically, you know, uh, I, I went I mentioned a couple months ago I started like a fitness YouTube channel mm. and I would just you know I got 15 or less videos on there and it's really just like during quarantine I was just looking for something to do and you know you're unemployed and you're like I'll just make these videos I'll do what I like you know and the first thing I, we've talked about this on the show but anytime you're a creative person the first thing you got to do is just create Mm -hmm. like just start doing anything you sitting there and like oh well i can't do this until i get a better camera and better lighting and it's like you've got 12 year olds on tiktok that make videos on their phone that get millions of hits and it looks like they shot it on a potato and all that and it's (laughs) like just do do the thing that you want to do and so uh just uh the the two minutes of hate is just unsolicited criticism where it's just like, listen, I've created 15 videos. They're not great. A couple of them are, are in vertical mode. I stammer. I swear. And people oh, will be wow. like, you know, just, just yeah, I, I use curse words on the internet. I'm that offends people. fainting right now. <laughs> um, and, you know, I'll, every once in a while, someone will be like, hey, I watched your video. You should really uh, tone down the cursing. And it's like, hey, guess what? I'm going to do the opposite of what you just told me to do uh, because it's my channel and I'm going to do whatever I want to do with it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, as um, 
a woman, I am constantly subjected to uh, unsolicited feedback. But I think it's especially, it, it, I mean, it happens to everybody, especially on the internet, be, right. because with that sort of layer removed of like, they don't know you, they don't give a shit about you. And even if they do mm-hmm. know you, you don't have to like, they don't have to see your reaction to it. So, right. yeah. And um, I, w- after this, you can send me your fitness video channel because I am um, in need of Oh, fitness. sure. Well, be, yeah. be warned. There is a little bit of cursing. Yeah, there's uh, cursing. Can you bleep them out for me? I use the word like sometimes. Oh, is that mm. something that somebody got on your case for? Hed- yeah, hedging. Ugh. Which is just like, yeah. Who, who, we, okay, I'm curious. You can tell me later, but I'm wondering who the hell this was. Mo- mostly family members. Oh my God. Mm, That's know, why it's is, annoying too. It's just like, why do you care? Yeah. Like, you should love me. Exactly. <laughs> you should love my content like, no matter what. Yeah, and and furthermore, like like I said, I've made this. You haven't made it. You giving me criticism on something you haven't done is just uh, yeah. Nima in the chat says they can fuck off, which is true. I'm not looking for criticism, and furthermore, just like I also know that they're not great videos. It's more for the content than it is like the uh, the presentation. I don't really give a shit about the presentation. I just want to put the information out there. And then later, if I want to do, you know, full blown videos and shit like that, it's like and the thing with criticism also is if I'm making something and I want to get criticism for it, I know who to ask. Right. You know, exactly. I'll go to Kevin or I'll go to Zwick or I'll go to our discord channel and I'll I I know the people who have actually like good taste in things and an understanding of the creative process. And I'll ask them like sincerely, what do you think about this? What do you think about the structure, the, the script? Can you punch this up? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, those are the people I trust, not just like my dad <laughs> <laughs> never done a creative thing in his fucking life yeah exactly <laughs> I'm just kidding i don't know you, your dad <laughs> you you only created me and i'm fucking stupid so you know top that no, you're totally right that's really frustrating i just wish you would have swore less when he made you where do you think i get it from <laughs> anyway um yeah so my punishment uh for my dad is uh i don't answer your text messages anymore. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna yeah, catch you in the chat says, uh, parents, the ultimate content creators. <laughs> yeah. Next to Next God. Next to God. <laughs> uh, so let's move right along to the old uh, meat and potatoes of the show. If you haven't listened to Thought Cops before every week, we investigate the Internet's outrage-inducing news stories, and then we sentence each perpetrator to a cruel and unusual punishment. Speaking of leftist infighting oh my god sarah mentioned uh like 10 minutes ago uh Mm. y'all ever eat a lunchable before (laughs) absolutely Uh uh-huh quite often in fact just a a quick uh a quick aside a quick aside um kevin you you and nico were doing a uh a twitch stream and you were like ranking different fruits yeah and your response to every fruit is like i've never had dragon fruit but i've had the dragon fruit capri sun <laughs> yeah i realized like what? half of the fruits i've only like experienced through capri sun pouches yeah huh. i didn't know that i yeah. thought there was only one flavor of capri sun oh they got dragon fruit they got uh uh lychee berry they got all kinds of do they good stuff so they and still it, it make turns them? you into a i don't know I, I mean i had them when i was like younger oh I, you weren't like mo- i just recently must. sampled the new dragon fruit 
Yeah, no, no they're okay. not. Uh, I, I, I try to stay away from that stuff these days. Kevin's thirty years old drinking Capri Suns. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I drink them so I can like turn into that like silver surfer looking guy. I didn't know if that was part of the whole fitness thing. Uh, well, uh, so speaking of lunchables, uh, this person, uh, Angelica Houston, spelled incorrectly as you do on Twitter, posts uh, made a charcuterie, 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 char- charcuterie board for lunch. And it's it's a regular it, it's it's like adult lunchables, you know, and uh, that's a good way to put it. This response goes viral that's from Perilous Shadow that says, what rich people eat, I guess. And it's just (laughs) cut up cheeses and meats. I do have some crackers. Yeah. I mean, this was fucking bonkers. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I made three separate tweets, four separate tweets about it because I was just like so blown away um, by it. But I also like don't. There's a lot of nuance here at play, I feel like. Um, but I don't want to get, I don't want to give that person the benefit of the doubt because it's just like, you don't need to say stuff like that. Um, right. But yeah, you're right. It is an adult launchable. I said calling it charcuterie instead of sandwich fixins is, is bourgeois. Um, (laughs) and also like, (laughs) that's not what rich people eat. Rich people eat fucking like Gwyneth Paltrow. They eat like. Goop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they eat goop. Plates of goop. They eat like... And, uh, and uh, adenochrome or whatever the adrenochrome, fuck Yeah. They, um, yeah. they eat like mushroom powder and um, like acai extract and shit like that. Like oh. they eat food that isn't food. They eat like nutrients or they like sit in a <laughs> deprivation tank and like that recharges them somehow. Like they, they don't eat... <laughs> Um, so to me, that's like weird to say that like meat and cheese and pickles and those aren't like cheap things on their face, but like all those things that she purchased come in bulk. So like if you buy those things, that's like multiple meals. (laughs) Like it's not like she went and like bought that and unwrapped it and was like, okay, $50 well spent or whatever. It's, it pisses me off because it's just like, if this were on a sandwich, you'd be like, that's a sandwich. Yeah. It wouldn't be a conversation. so another another tweet from this conversation went viral and it's uh gaming disorder pog p-a-w-g responds bullying people for being able to afford a halfway decent launch isn't praxis and perilous shadow responds bootlicker oh my god yes i saw that beautiful <laughs> hell yeah they don't have an account anymore i think they deactivated right yeah i think they took it down or deactivated it or something yeah and i i feel sort of bad because I don't know what that person's situation is. And maybe to them that is true decadence. Like maybe they really do only eat like ramen or, you know, but I also think lunchables. I also think too, you can't, it's this, it's the leftist infighting. It's like this person has more in common with you than your enemy, you know, like don't make this Mm -hmm. person who's eating prosciutto, which is fancy bacon you saw in a cooking show. Uh, I don't know if you saw that tweet that they said. Um, uh, no, I didn't. They were like, this is meat. And they were like, yeah, but it's fancy bacon I saw on a cooking show. <laughs> yeah, I saw that reply. Anyway, it's not. It's prosciutto. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, you, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 you, can't, you can't fault somebody for enjoying a fucking meal. It's not dipped in gold. <laughs> right, right. That's, that's really the rich person uh, meal is just a deli bagel 
that someone dipped in gold and bought for $10,000. Yeah. Terrible. Absolutely disgusting. So I, I got a punishment. Go for it. Uh, rich people be eating gold Lunchables. Mm. <laughs> the real rich people. The rest of us, we get uh, charcuterie boards with uh, fancy bacon. There's worse ways to live. Mm-hmm. From that cooking show. <laughs> Very good. Delicious. Uh, so I wanted to talk about, um, we, we talked in a few episodes ago, I think it was, about the big Twitter hack where all the, all the uh, check marks on Twitter got silenced for an evening. And they, apparently they think they had found the hacker and it was a uh, 17-year-old Wunderkind who, uh, ha- they say that he was the one who allegedly hacked it. And if you look at this guy, he, he sort of looks like a... Uh, I don't know. He's got a look about him. If you go to the link here, I'll just put this uh, in the chat. He looks like a Jonas brother or something. <laughs> Not quite. I mean, I'm I'm a little bit rusty on my yeah, Jonas brother. What the brothers. fuck are you talking about, Kevin? <laughs> well, r- regardless, he's in jail. I mean, he looks like a kid. Is what he looks, <laughs> he looks like. Looks nothing like a Jonas brother. <laughs> I, I couldn't think of another young person. Uh, t- and that's saying something he looks because like the Jonas Timothy what? Chalamet guy. Is that? I, <laughs> no, he doesn't. Does he? No. I, God damn. No, he doesn't. He looks like a fucking. Yeah, Kevin, this is this is like what boomers say when they can't think of you just you just pulled a millennials Instagramming their food. That's what you just did. You did that. But for younger people, uh, I tell How you, he looks feel? like he looks like that Justin Bieber. Kid. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, so I guess uh, looks just like him. Allegedly, he's the hacker. He uh, among the ranks of those whose accounts got hacked was former President Barack Obama, uh, presidential candidate Joe Biden, Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos, and Elon Musk were just some of the names who were impacted by the hack. Uh, Twitter officials recently said that it had limited access to its internal tools after the high-profile hack. Uh, and I guess this guy lives in Florida, and they uh, they filed 30 felony charges against the teenager this week for scamming people across America in connection with the Twitter hack that happened on July 15th. The charges he's facing include one count of organized fraud, 17 counts of communication fraud, one count of fraudulent use of personal information with over $100,000 or 30 more victims, 10 counts of fraudulent use of personal information, and one count to computer or electronic device without authority. A little bit of uh, legal jargon there, uh, jargon for you, which I uh, doesn't jargon, mean a whole lot to me. Jargon is a li- uh, is a lotion brand, Kevin. Uh, that's right. I believe the uh, Jonas Brothers use that. <laughs> well, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you know how like Florida man is like a meme. Yeah. Yes, yes. This is Florida young man. Florida, Florida boy. Florida boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Fl- oh yeah, Tampa teen. Oh, there we go. Yeah, uh, Florida man and Tampa teen, uh, sort of like a Batman and Robin situation. <laughs> uh, Florida man's getting uh, getting bit in the balls by an alligator, and <laughs> the Tampa teen, uh, he's uh, he's staying away from the bath salts and becoming a, uh, a well educated computer hacker. So I guess uh, apparently I also read here that Donald Trump's Twitter account actually has a uh, some sort of additional security pushes on it. So they assured us that Donald Trump's Twitter account could not be hacked, but I guess anybody else's can. So I wonder what his extra protections are. 
He's got the uh, Apple two-factor authentication. <laughs> it's a six-digit password instead of four. He's got his phone number connected to it. <laughs> it's like, Obama just didn't get the text with a six-digit code. <laughs> I'm just, I'm trying to think of a way to slip in a joke about he put two condoms on and just nothing's, nothing's coming to mind. It's not good. So uh, let's punish the Tampa team. Um, I think I think he deserves a medal. Actually, I, I got a good one. Um, and this, I guess it's not really a punishment necessarily, but I think that uh, they should reboot Freakazoid and have this guy be the uh, the new character, the new Freakazoid. Nice. Uh, for those who don't remember Freakazoid, uh, for, for maybe for those of you who are growing up listening to the Jonas Brothers, Freakazoid right. was a '90s cartoon. Uh, star, uh, this teenager, Dexter Douglas, was a computer geek, and he got sucked into the computer, and he became Freakazoid, and he would kind of be silly and stuff. Yeah, his whole thing was kind of being silly and stuff. And he's like, he's blue, it's sort of, you know... It's a little wacky. Yeah, I don't really remember much about him. He's silly, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> That's right. Speaking of old 90s cartoons, uh, did y'all see that Ren and Stimpy is coming back? <sighs> yeah, I did. Yep. <laughs> I did. Did y'all watch Ren and Stimpy? I, I, yeah, I guess I always had mixed feelings on it. I loved it. So I grew up in a household where we weren't um, really allowed to watch a ton of TV and we weren't allowed to watch anything that was considered like raunchy or, you know, a gauche, I guess. Um and so that meant I wasn't, I have not seen the Simpsons episode until like this past year. Um, oh, wow. and like, anyway, Ren and Stimpy was the thing that like my older brother and I would try to like sneak and watch, um, when our parents weren't around. So I have like a, mm-hmm. a an, an affinity for it f- just from that. Like it's like the junk food sort of like sneaking behind the parents back thing. But I, uh, obviously the creator of it is a, fucking pedophile so can't really yeah, uh right hold on to a lot of that affinity and i guess what well, they're saying he's not involved it's going to be on comedy central right. i don't know exactly how this is working um, and he's not going to uh he's not going to profit off of it which i guess is good right you know with yeah. him being a pedophile and all do you guys know like some of the stuff that he did <laughs> Uh, I didn't look into the specifics. So he had, I read about I just, it a while ago and forgot it on purpose. Yeah, he. It, it sucks because I mean, this is the same way that uh, predator situations work a lot of the time, where like he, he had like young women writing to him who like loved Ren and Stimpy and were like also interested in like becoming animators or illustrators and um, yeah. the future. And he'd be like, "Oh, let me take you under my wing," and they're like fifteen-year-old girls. Um, yeah, it's not good. So, um, I'm glad, uh, regardless of how I feel about the reboot, which is, uh, ambivalent, um, it's good that he is not in any way attached to or profiting off of it. Right. Um, unless there's a lot to say about it, I do have a punishment. I also have a punishment. Wait, who are we punishing? You, uh, <laughs> the situation. It's a great question. Okay. <laughs> Sorry if I'm derailing the premise here. <laughs> no, the, that, no, that's the always, premise that's always is a very, very good poorly question. planned. Yeah. yeah, I hate we get to the punishment part. We're like, oh boy. Uh, anyway. We got a we got a wheel just in case we can't think up good punishments. <laughs> so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a crack at it before Grant here. Um, yeah. I say they should bring it back and call it Ren and Stimpy: The Return and have uh, David Lynch direct it. Since John K is uninvolved. 
That's uh, perfectly acceptable and in line with my punishment, which was going to be uh, just Cal Arts it. Oh, That's yeah. That's the I, punishment. Fuck, I forget who it was on Twitter. They posted... Uh, I think I saw the same thing. It was uh, Stimpy with the Cal Arts face. With the, yeah, the, yeah. Sort of like that uh, kidney bean style head. Yeah. So just make the cartoon look like that. It'll last exactly one season. And then we can move can on. Can I give it a punishment? Hey, they should... Oh, absolutely. So my punishment is that they get to remake Ren and Stimpy, but they have to call it um, Nick, Joe, and Kevin. The names of the Jonas Brothers. Got his ass. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is... uh, That what Nick, Joe, Kevin... What is it? The names of the minions as well? I don't know. (laughs) Jesus. That's what kids like, right? And yeah, it is. Yeah. That and 50-year-old Facebook moms. Minions, I mean, not... And (laughs) third... And 35-year-old boomer podcast hosts. Oh, yeah. 35? Oh. I don't know how old Asterios is. He's like 35. Yeah, more or less. Anyway, uh, let's move on to... You want to talk about this communism thing? Uh, Hell yeah. So speaking of leftist infighting, (laughs) that's like the theme of today's show. Yeah, there's more on that, right? Ms. Hart. Ms. Matthews. Farkle. 100%. Doesn't this guy kind of look like uh, what? the guy from the uh, Be Nice to Me video? Which one? The teacher? You guys are missing the lesson. When you get everything right, oh, sorry, sorry. but you don't do it yourselves, it makes you average. A divided by three is a C. Is that right? Look at you. I don't... You're all the same. You're average. You're common. You're common. Communism. <gasps> this is why it fell. People didn't want to all be the same. Without incentive, there's no motivation. Without motivation, there's ben no Shapiro? advancement. In a That's truly free society, he's too tall. We share the best parts of ourselves without cheating, because we get to learn who we are individually. Come on, guys. Separately, you're the best individuals I know. I miss you. Please what come back. What the fuck is this? Very strange. Like I can't tell That's if it was supposed is. to be funny or not. Cause well, nobody's laughing on the laugh track. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. I miss. That's you. how you I know. You. Well, I want, uh, as with all things, before I make a judgment, I'd like some context on as to why that guy yeah. misses them. What were they doing that made them different? I I guess they became communists. They all started listening to Come Town. And uh, posting on yeah, famous communist on the podcast, subreddit. Come down, right? Exactly. Oh, by the yeah. way, they're also they're also sitting in a big red box for some reason. Yeah, I need to watch the full yeah. episode, but otherwise, I think this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> I don't really. Also, maybe I'm just dumb. I don't get it. Well, if possible, you work hard as a unit, you achieve the same end, but for some reason, that's bad. Hmm. Um, because A divided by 3 is C. And having no incentive makes you normal, um, which is also bad. <laughs> I mean, this is this is sort of like this is a you can tell that the script was written by a boomer because this is the same logic that's like your parents trying to tell you that drugs are bad and they're like don't don't do drugs uh You'll have a lot of fun and you'll giggle and you're like, well, that doesn't sound bad. And they're like, no, it's t- it's terrible. And you're like, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. It's that this is level like of an after school special episode of like Family Matters where they're like, right. yeah. oh, Urkel did drugs. 
You know? Yeah, this is also like I, I, for for some reason I got family members family matters in the brain this week. This is also yeah. like the classic like um, dumbass conservative like Donald Trump Jr. kind of like. Um, so I'm going to take my kids Halloween candy and I'm going to take half of it and tell them that's how socialism works. And it's like, what is right? What? They, a, they didn't earn the fucking candy to begin with. Like that's not mm-hmm. uh, anyway, it's stupid. Um, and it tarnishes the legacy of what was like kind of a decent show for its time to be clear. I don't, I don't remember. I, I you know, there's, there's something weird with this show, though, that, like, if you remember, Mr. Feeney was their principal and their teacher from middle school to high school to college. And now, what's his name? Whatever the Fred Savage or whichever Savage this guy is. Now he's the teacher slash principal, and that's, like, his daughter. So it's, like, nepotism. Yeah. He's teaching his daughter. In school, also, throughout all years of her schooling experience, <laughs> the girl who plays his daughter, I think, in real life, is like pretty not. I don't want to say radical because she's an actor, but she like is definitely queer and like posts a lot about like like human rights and gun violence and shit like that. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. I, I mean, I, I, it's not on her to be like, this script sucks. I'm not doing it. But <laughs> I just think it's interesting that she right. like had to sort of be part of the charade. It's a paycheck. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I do. Uh, I do this shit for whatever uh, she's getting paid. Hell, I do it for who less. Wouldn't? That's, I, uh, I would just do it to spread the good word. No, I'm just kidding. Me and 10 of my friends would do it for $10,000. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Sorry. I think that, that is that a is that a good punishment actually? Unless we have anything else to what that we all have to be on Girl Meets World and make ten thousand dollars. Yeah, we get to be on there. All we have to do is sit in a box for ten thousand dollars and have Fred Savage lecture us. <laughs> That's lecture Ben us Savage. To be clear, That's that? Ben Savage. Ah, fuck. Fred Savage is the Wonder Years guy. I just have, I'm such a boomer. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. You're cool. You're making fitness videos and stuff. No, that was well, that's me. Oh, shit. So you're yeah, not just, cool. You of, fucking suck no, shit. I, yeah. <laughs> you fucking loser. <laughs> You'll never amount to anything. No, I'm the guy who plays PlayStation. Oh, and that's in its way some fitness of mental fitness. Yeah. Yes, it is. Speaking speaking of mental fitness. Oh, yeah. Let's go uh, somewhere. Did you did you all see uh, Ellen's getting canceled? Finally. Can you wrap your mind around that? Finally. Finally. Anybody watch the Ellen show? I did once in a doctor's waiting room and it was the most joyless experience I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, I think I've only seen it like with a high fever. I um Yeah. Yeah, I had to get blood work done. This was like recently and I was in the waiting room and they were playing like her opening monologue or whatever. And Obviously, like, people don't like her. People haven't liked her for a long time. There's been all these rumors swirling. But I was, like, in a state where I was like, oh, I'll give it a shot or whatever. And, like, maybe, you know, she, you know, has a long legacy of, you know, being <laughs> who she is in Hollywood. Um, and I was like, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm being cynical because I do think, like, extremely online people tend to not give anything the benefit of the doubt. But I was watching it and I was like, this is so... Right unfunny <laughs> to like and like even her monologues aren't funny they're mean which is like what she is known for being and now is being canceled for being so to me it was just like who finds this to be fun and exciting like it was talking about it was basically like 
90s comic I hate my wife kind of shit and I was just like why <laughs> like um anyway sounds like she sucks and it sucks that sl- I was gonna say even on even on the article here it's uh there's a, a a post by her wife with a big hashtag I stand by Ellen yeah um Jerry O'Connell posted one too wow. Jay Leno did a post and I don't know if you guys saw it but it looked like mm. she had written it yeah. for him <laughs> where it was like She's been my friend for 40 years and she has donated $1.5 million to things. And it's just like, okay. Like, I mean, you could, you could tell it's not him because he didn't say, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? <laughs> you guys, <laughs> which famously he, all, he always That's says. Really true. That's how he starts all of his sentences. Did you guys see that super cut on Twitter that somebody made of, um, anytime Jay Leno was like on screen in like a movie, like talking about what's happening in the movie. I did. It's very good. I did. That was, that was almost my key to the city this week. Oh, it's very, very good. I really, I watched it three times sitting on the toilet last night. <laughs> I couldn't believe how many there were. Um, yeah, that was, that was what I like kept going. <laughs> and I was like, oh, there's a lot here. It's like the, the movie that's like the Jay Leno is like, oh, that guy's from real life. And he's talking about the character in the movie. And- Really, really uh, brings it into the world of the movie. I also wonder how much uh, money he makes for those or made for those. God. You know what I mean? Like that's like th- somebody's writing the script and they're like, we want Jay Leno doing this. And somebody's gonna be like, can we get Jay Leno? How much is he going to be? Or I wonder if they write it and it's like, it's for Letterman or Leno or whomever, or we can get a fake person who doesn't actually have a show. Um well, here's here's a good piece of uh, Jay Leno trivia for all the uh, Leno heads out there in the audience is uh, Jay Leno. When it came to his Tonight Show money, he spent like none of it. He like after he would do the Tonight Show, he'd just go around to like open mics and do stand up and like just make money off shows and then just live off of the money that he made doing stand up, which is why you always saw him wearing like the same like denim shirt is because he only had one shirt. And so all of the Tonight Show money, I think he just funneled into his garage so that he could one day start a TV show called Jay Leno's Garage. (laughs) Where he has all those cars. Comedians and cars getting coffee. Right. Um, It's all tied together. I always forget he was like a (laughs) stand-up. Like I assume he just came out of the womb and was like doing a shitty talk show. (laughs) He was sort of born for it. He just, I don't know. Uh, Speaking to people who weren't born to entertain anyone. um, Ellen. Ellen. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, I see the Jay Leno post here. It says, I don't discard a 40-year friendship on hearsay. The Ellen I know has raised over $125 million for charity and has always been a kind and decent person. I fully support her. Jay Leno. Hey, he said his own name at the end of the tweet. Yeah, so he signed sure. it. I am sorry I said it was like $1.5 million um, when it was $125 million. That was unfair. Um, but also, it's not hearsay. It's her employees and like people who worked for her coming forward and saying this was like a horrible, toxic environment. Like it's not hearsay. (laughs) It's like the people who spent more time with her than he ever did. Um, But I feel like this is one of those things too. And I don't want to equate it to Harvey Weinstein in any way in terms of like the gravity of what they've done. But it's also one of those things where it's like been an open secret for so long that it's just like, why now? Like, and I, you know why now is because she was like treating her employees poorly at the beginning of the pandemic, all this stuff. But it's also just like, how did this not happen before? Like if she's been such an asshole all this time, like why did it take this long? I, I think 
part of the reason, and this is why, uh, God, we one week in the Discord, we spent like days on end talking about the positives and the negatives of cancel culture, quote unquote. And like, there, there's some good, there's some bad, there's some things to sort of suss out. It's not what everybody says that it is, but in some ways it is, and somewhat blah blah blah. And we talked for like fucking just everybody chiming in with their opinions on everything and I, I do think that it's sort of like the pervasiveness of like yeah some people are getting a little bit more held to account like sometimes it's taken overboard sometimes it's utilized correctly or incorrectly but i think the fact that it's like oh well yeah harvey weinstein was an open secret for a long time and he got away with it until he didn't and now it's like well who else can not get away with it you know right sort of yeah. thing totally <laughs> um, just on the topic of cancel culture, I think like um, in this case, it is a good thing. Somebody's being held accountable for actions mm-hmm. that they have made no effort right. to fix that have been brought to their attention that they've made no effort to fix that people have yes, known yes. forever. She's an adult woman who's like succeeded in Hollywood for a very long time with this kind of behavior. I think this is good. An example of where yeah. this goes wrong is, um, do you know Maddie Ziegler? She's like a dancer. She's in a bunch of Sia music videos. She was originally on like Dance Moms or something like that. I don't she's like so. in her late teens now or maybe early 20s. Um, but she's like still very successful. She like judged So You Think You Can Dance, things like that. She's like very specific in that world. But she had to apologize the other day um, for some videos that she did when she was nine years old where she was like making fun of some accents um, I assume mm-hmm. just like non-white <sighs> accents and she like had to put right. out this full statement being like, I was nine years old. I'm so ashamed. Like these are not decisions I would make today. Like I was very ignorant and insensitive. Right. It's like, yeah, she was fucking nine years old. <laughs> like, uh, I, I, like, what do you want people to say? You know? Um, yeah. like I'm sure she looks or at those things every we, day and thinks that was fucked up. Like we all do with things that we've right. done. <laughs> like, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know what, what the Christ. purpose of things like that is other than to make or people feel bad. We, we talked uh, on the show like maybe a year or so ago and someone just recently brought it back up. I think when we were spending so much time talking about cancel culture, the uh, there was like a NASCAR driver that his dad was racist and said a bunch of shit and that came up and like it was his dad or his grandfather a, i forget it was it was something it was somebody that wasn't him uh, and yeah. they like took him out of a race and like cost him its his sponsorships and stuff and it's like that's a different person yeah, than me i didn't say that there, shit yeah it's like that's a private matter i think unless like you have actively right. upheld those views or those statements in real life in some way mm-hmm. but like to me it's just like there is a little bit of intuition here i think too like people who are called out for behavior and immediately show remorse and are like i totally fucked up and then sort of like disappear for a little bit try to work on themselves for a little bit like that to me is always like a good sign um but people who are held accountable and then say this is cancel culture and here in the Chicago Tribune on the new page in which I write my opinion column um, are all the reasons I'm being canceled. It's like, well, th- we can't trust that that person knows what can- cancel culture right. really is. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about John Cass, if that's not clear, the um, opinion writer for the Chicago Tribune. He wasn't oh, yeah, the one who yeah. did the I.O. piece, was he? No, no, no. That's a, I didn't think that's a freelancer. Um, no. Okay. John Ka- That guy ruled, by the way. <laughs> I'm a big, big fan of his work. <laughs> what a dork. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Hell yeah. I, I don't even want to honor any more of my time by talking about him. Oh, uh, so a lot of people are vying to be the next Ellen. Uh, there's a lot of uh, great suggestions. <laughs> uh, there's make Eric Andre the next Ellen. Uh, yeah. somebody, somebody said uh, make Space Ghost the next Ellen. Oh, I like uh, that. Somebody said just just play uh, just play old afternoon cartoons because be a whole lot better than any of this fucking Hollywood Hollywood circle jerk. Holly weird, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> you could say that again. <laughs> Holly weird. Thank you. There we go. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great choices. I mean, obviously, there doesn't need to be another talk show in, in uh, 2020, especially since they're all shot from uh, their houses now. I um, ha- also had a tweet about this. I probably have a tweet about everything we're talking about, unfortunately. Um, but I said, I don't think Nathan Fielder should take over for Ellen, as some people have been suggesting. Um, but I do... I do want to see like his business plans and ideas to solve the show's business problem. Yes, that would be good. I, I think that's a good punishment too. Oh yeah. I Nathan Fielder so comes would... in and fixes the Ellen show. Yeah. Yeah. And then like Ellen who knows that he's doing a bit, but can't do anything about it and like tries to play like she's in on the bit. We just see her gradually just like mentally yeah. corrode trying to deal with this guy. So you said you verbally abused your employees? Yes, I did, you, I did. I did say that, Nathan. I did. I did say that. So what? You, what do you? What? Do you, what? I, why did you do that? I don't because they were. I. I don't know. Okay. What? What do you want? Anyway, that was a fun little sketch between. Me. I yeah, love good. improv. I miss improv. Thank you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you and get it all right here. <laughs> this is this show is all the improv that I ever need to do. Was yeah, good it's enough. probably all anybody should be doing too. <laughs> Uh, Grant, did you want to do one more or we good to move um, on? I don't know. People were arguing about whether or not two plus two equals five online. And I don't really care about it. Yeah. Me neither. Me either. Two plus two equals four Great. gang. Rise up. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's move on. Um, uh, let's do our keys to the city this week. Uh, something nice, something cool, something swell. Uh, my key to the city this week, uh, this is kind of corny. But I I have been doing a uh, quote unquote gratitude list every morning, and uh, you know, are you are you in therapy? Know, yes. That's great. Okay, great. I just <laughs> not as like a diss or anything, but I just assumed no, no, that yeah. that was like that's where that was born from because I have been tasked with doing these before, yeah, and they're very helpful. And I was like, I, I figured some people would know where that was from, and I'm like, you know, I even still I was like, why not? pass along the good word because you know to be honest i think it actually has been a bit helpful for me and it's very simple just wake up and write down five things that make you happy every day it doesn't matter how specific you know you can write down five things every week after that first week or second week or whatever you can repeat them every week and i think it's just kind of fun to be as weirdly specific and just kind of like you know, because things are so negative right now. I mean, you can anyone who listens to the show in the past several months has noticed Grant and I's uh, psyches rapidly deteriorating, and I'm trying to stop that by uh, maintaining a little gratitude list every morning. So, and I'm um, doing the opposite. I'm fully embracing it. I want to see how deep the spiral goes. Hey, I'm you not going to stop you. It's great content for the show. Don't get me wrong. It is. <laughs> that's, that's why I'm doing it for for our show that gets listened to by less than 500 people every week. Gee, so let's not uh, let's not reveal that information. <laughs> Depending on the episode, that's about, yeah, uh, average. That's about, um, a lot more than mine. Um, 
I wanted to ask if you don't mind sharing one thing from the gratitude list um, publicly, mm-hmm. if you are comfortable doing so. But um, I also wanted to just say, I think that it's great, especially in um, times like this, not only when it, there's not a lot to feel happy for, but also when we are caught up in the minutia of every day, feeling the exact fucking same, it is hard to pinpoint like what is good and what is <laughs> like, you know, yeah. just stasis. Yeah. So I, I think it's really good outside of times like these, but I think it's also particularly good in times like these to be very, to your point, specific about like, oh, this one thing, this one day, like genuinely tickled me or made me happy or whatever. Mm -hmm. Anyway, if you wouldn't mind sharing one of those things, I would love to hear it. God, I think, I think my, I think I had burritos on mine this morning. That's great. Something like that. Um, That goes to show though, that these things don't have to be like people. I had a hard time at the beginning because I was like, oh, I should be grateful for like, you know, being well respected at my job or whatever. And it's like, no, some days all that I can think of that was good was like the thing I ate or the beer I drank or whatever. Right, right, right. And it's like, it's important to be informed, but like, holy fuck, you know, it's, uh, it's a lot of bad news out there. And, uh, I would say, yeah, don't just turn off the news. Don't completely unplug, but do, uh, do pace yourself and do focus on what makes you happy. However, however much that is for you, just, uh, keep reminding yourself. That's right. And listen, I, I, hey, if you want to write thought cops on your list, so let me stop you. <laughs> I'm sure somebody out there does. Even like, yeah, I'm sure somebody out there, this brings them a lot of joy and like gives them a uh, break from the reality. Um, I know podcasts have done that for me. So mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say that as a joke. You might very well be on somebody's gratitude no, list. No, no, I, yeah. Hey, just for uh, just a little bit of a uh, more vulnerability, I've wrote the uh, people who listen to Thought Cops every week. That's amazing. You know, because it's like, it, and I, for real though, it's like, it, it's something I think about every day. The fact that like anyone cares about this thing we do every week and just the people who've been involved, the people who listen, the people in the Discord, the people who leave voicemails. I don't know. It's really awesome. You know, and it's, uh, I'm like, I don't, honestly, I don't know what I'd do without it. So yeah. I'm happy That's for how it. I feel about our podcast as well. Like anytime somebody tweets at me with mm-hmm. like an inside joke from the show or like says they're listening to it and tags it like Twitter for our podcast. I'm just like, I cannot fucking believe that like somebody yeah, other than yeah. me and Ben pays attention to this thing because it feels so specific to the two of us that I cannot believe that like somebody wants in on that. And I'm sure that's similar to how you guys feel of just like, this is something that feels so oh, yeah. close to like, you and who you are and like your point of view and your sensibility that is the mm-hmm. fact that other people want to be part of it is just so special. Yeah. I also want to shout out. I, I know some people um, who listen have also uh, kindly sent me uh, some DMS being like, Hey, you know, I think things are rough, yada, 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 but you know, good on you for doing the podcast. I really like it. We've been listening for a long time and hope you're doing well. And it's like people I've never even talked to before. So it's just like, Oh, you know, thank You've you. You've been getting those messages. How come I'm not getting those messages? How come nobody relates to People me? People always reach out Maybe to Ben guys... instead of me, so I get it. <laughs> <laughs> At least someone check on Grant. Yeah. Everybody needs to be checked in on from time to time. Yeah. No, nobody check in on me. I'm, f- I'm fine. I don't, I don't want to be Sounds like somebody in. who's I mean, not this is, fine. This is the problem. This is, this is the issue. You're, you're a bit of an open book on the show. Yeah, more or less. Uh, sleep science in the chat says, hey, Grant. Hey. <laughs> what, do you, what do you want? 
So, Sarah, uh, something nice, something cool you got for us this week? Key to the city? Sure, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's funny because I was just talking about me and Ben in our relationship, and this already feels very self-serving, but um, it's not because it's about him and not me. Um, but he had a series of tweets yesterday that lifted audio and video from Future Island's um, Letterman appearance. Oh, hell yeah. And he was, like, using the lyrics. Of, like, <laughs> the first one was um, when... Uh, I know when I say that McDonald's fries are my favorite, even though I know that Arby's are superior in every way, but I like McDonald's because it's familiar to me or whatever. He wrote it much, much more succinctly. And it was like the part of the song was like, people change, but some people never do. Um, and then it turned into him like lifting other parts. It was just like very funny. And also um, taking what is a very iconic <laughs> like a music moment that feels um, like uh, not everybody knows about it, but a lot of people do know about it. It's just like that perfect, Uh. like kind of thing, um, like where it hits the, just the right chord with a lot of people. Um, And it, I I was in the middle of a a really shitty work day and I saw that and it just brought me so much joy. And then I watched the full clip of their performance and it brought tears to my eyes. (laughs) It was just like, it's a good performance. It's a it's a I classic. Mean, yeah, it's and, perfect. Uh, he he created a a new type of uh, a new type of posting the the future island posting. Yeah, exactly. Nobody's done it before. I, I don't, don't think, think he's so. A pioneer. Yeah, I mean, and I'm constantly inspired by him and his comedic prowess and his mind. So um, I think anytime I'm like surprised by him um, as like somebody who I work with on comedy constantly is always just like very pleasant anyway, but this was, yeah, he's funny. Really? <laughs> he's brilliant. Yeah. Limited breadsticks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Follow his Twitter. It's, it's one of my favorite Twitter. <laughs> if you're not following it, you're crazy. Um, but yeah. yeah, he, uh, he's just so good. And yeah, that, that one in particular though, just really struck me because it's something that meant a lot to me, like before I even met Ben, you know, so it was just like a nice little mm-hmm. throwback um, where I, it's sort of a shared language among like a specific group of people. Right. Yeah, actually, uh, even a, like a year or so before we met Ben, uh, Grant gave him a key to the city on the show, too, just for his. Yeah, uh, yeah. His just because his tweets are he's good. Re- he's got good. He's tweets. so consistently good. And he's one of the very few people who as. Uh, oh, sorry. I just hit my mic. Um, who as oh, you're good. Yeah. they've gotten bigger and bigger on the platform have maintained or even grown um, to be funnier. Um, like a lot of people get really big and then they get their TV job or they start their relatively successful podcast or they do this or they do that. And you can sort of see it chip away at their sensibility and they start sort of sanding off the edges a little bit, but he just yeah. consistently gets better and funnier. That's so lame. That's uh, so Grant, lame. Uh, no, it's okay. No, it's, <laughs> I mean, so is mine. We're Grant. How about, it's, how about you do something to cool? Be. Yeah, this is supposed to be the part of the episode where we uh, drop the fucking veneer of pretending to be angry at these things that we don't care about. Yeah, Grant, why don't you give your key to the seat to Jomney's son or something? <laughs> Never. Okay, so that name has been messaged a bunch of times on this show, and I still don't know who it is. And if you tell me, I'll immediately forget. Um, my key to the city goes to this uh, Psychology Today article. I'm going to post it in the chat. It's uh, it's called Introducing the Dark Empath. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> this is me. I'm 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 dark. Uh, I'm mysterious, uh, and yet so very empathetic. I just dark I, I feel the. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, this is uh, this is who I am now. I'm new research identifies people high in both empathy and darkness. This oh is me. This God. is exact. <laughs> this is in psychology today. This is official. This is real. And this is this is me. This is exactly me. I'm you know I I can have my uh my dark somber moments, but yet at the same time I'm a I'm a big softy. But you know I I hide that in a veneer of darkness. And I I just would like to thank the brilliant minds at psychology today for uh pointing out how interesting of a person i am uh, i just want to let you know the article does list narcissistic personality disorder as a dark trait yeah whatever oh, shit All right, just just uh let you know um this is interesting um i want to read the whole thing I don't argue that you are a dark empath. In fact, I, based on limited interaction, find it to be quite true. Um, But this, to me, also reads very much like something people would start saying um, instead of being like, I'm a chaotic good. Um, Like, like you're all the cool things. I don't know. Or for whatever reason, I always see it's the it's the thing that's like uh, the person who's the profile of the INTJ. Yeah. It's like the same level of like, wow, you're so interesting based on one of 12 personality archetypes (laughs) that I've decided exists. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And people who are like, I'm chaotic good are always fucking lawful evil. Um, So I don't want this to get co-opted. So if you're hearing it on the podcast, don't don't spread this very far. Just let it live here among people who can actually identify as such. Yeah, right. or people who ironically will identify as anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a gamer, by the way. <laughs> uh, so let's move on to our Thought Cops Word of the Week. Uh, this week's Word of the Week is woke fishing. Uh, this is guys on dating apps who pretend to be progressive. Isn't that all of them? <laughs> More or less. Uh, so it's a lot of people who, there's. I see people post screenshots and all this of guys who are like a, like a woke AF uh, feminist at heart, yada, yada, uh-huh. yada. And it, it just sucks that it's like nowadays those are actually red flags. Yeah. Um, there's just, there's just too many negative examples to not be cautious, I suppose. Yeah. So, yeah. There's a word for that now. Woke what fishing. sucks about it is um, at first I was like, oh, these are like conservatives, like Trump people who are pretending to be woke to like go on dates with women to do who, who knows what. But it's, uh, in mm-hmm. fact, a word for a far more pervasive thing, which is like just shitty guys wanting to get in good with women by pretending to be more feminist than they are, um, which is sad. Yeah, right. However, I also see this word, like many words, becoming weaponized in the same way that like gaslighting or whatever is where somebody, a, you know, a, a man does not behave in the way that you want him to um and then you call him a woke fish or something like that, you know? Right. And it's right. like, well, no, this person is pretty, um, you know, progressive and uh, radical. They just don't align with the thing that you want them to. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen this used in the wild yet, but uh, I'm sure I will soon enough. Yeah, for sure. I've ne- I have not seen it before, but when I saw it in the document, I was like, oh, I can very easily guess what that is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, doing this 
segment. I, I think the first time, Kevin, you were like, oh, we should do like a word of the week. I was like, yeah, whatever. I, I don't care. That. Yeah, I remember. But, it's, <laughs> <laughs> but there's there is a point where it's like, I feel like now we have like nine words on the list and it's growing and it's growing. And it's like the amount of new terminology that's being created every day out of like these things that I think we all experience is is starting to become more and more fascinating because woke fish like like sarah said it's like you see it and you know what it is and it's like why like this has never happened at this rate in any of history at all before you know what i mean yeah i just feel bad for my parents it's just like god there's so much you just (laughs) don't know yeah for sure Yeah, I think there's there's some of those tweets where it's just a bunch of jargon just thrown in and you're just like, God, imagine showing this to someone like five years ago or 10 years ago. Yeah, but there's also this thing, too, of like media and certain subgroups of folks trying to make words happen that never catch on, like the stuff that we see and we're immediately like, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you can tell, too. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I would be interested to see if woke fishing gets embraced um, roundly by everybody um, when it already seems like we understand what that means without a word for it. You know what the word yeah, this is? This one might be dead in the water, but anyway. The phrase, the phrase is male feminist. Any guy who says that, you're immediately like, nah, this guy is a misogynist. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. Oh, or woke fish. So anyone listening, uh, go ahead and use that, by the way. Let's get, let's get this. Uh, Let's uh, God, what, what's the, I'm trying to think of the word, like when you, like you, what, remember, initiate? <laughs> no, like remember when like Johnny Depp brought those dogs to Australia and he got in trouble because they were quarantine? like, quarantine. they were not native to the uh, population. Yeah, because he didn't put them through a quarantine period, which is what you have to do if you bring dogs to an island like that. Yeah. So let's just put these words out into the public without a quarantine. Oh, in- invasive. Is that invasive population? Something like that. Yeah, I think he's right. I forgot the question. It doesn't matter. Uh, right. Let's get right along here. Uh, before we get to our last segment of the show, uh, the voicemails, and then our uh, our listener cover of the theme song. Wow. Uh, Sarah, plug everything you got. Your podcast, your Twitter, all that good social media. Cool, yeah. Good stuff. Um, make sure you listen to Please Save Me, which is the podcast with Ben, who I talked for like five minutes about because um, I don't have a personality mm-hmm. of my own anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's Please Save Me. It's available on Apple Podcasts. Give it a listen um, and you'll love it. And then also my Twitter handle is Sabla, which is um, something I did to sort of not have my real name attached to it, even though my real photo is attached to it and everybody knows who I am. Yeah. But that is uh, at S-A-B-L-A-A-H. And my display name is I hope this is satire um, in case that pops up for you. Cool. Yeah. Give her a follow. And uh, the podcast is uh, where can our listeners find that? Where can they find Please Save Me? Anywhere podcasts yeah. are sold except for Spotify. <laughs> All right, great. Um, oh, I, sorry, I had a brain fart here. So we cut this part out. It's always at the same spot every episode, you're, you're, like <laughs> right in between. You have all this good momentum, no, you're right. and then it just sort of... Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's just like... It's right in between the plugs and the voicemails. You just... Yeah. You know, maybe it's because we don't... You know, the intro... We have an entire it intro written out at the top of the page, but you just throw to voicemail, and you, you have to, like, remember what you say for the voicemails and we don't have it written down that I should write it down. Maybe writing it down would help. I'm going to write it down right now. 
I just uh, noticed that because this has been like six episodes in a row. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, Zwick, keep this in for a learning moment. Um, right. He needs to know his shame. And without further <laughs> ado, let's listen to those voicemails. Please don't do the whole segment like this. No, that was my that was my intro. Okay. So let's cut to it. Okay, good. All right. Uh, so so if you'd like to leave your own voicemail, leave the phone number. Blah, blah, oh God, blah, damn it! I forgot to say that part. Yep. <laughs> okay. Let me let me write that down. So, All right. And it, if you'd like to leave your oh God, own somebody put me out of my misery right now. Give us a call three one two seven eight eight seventy three sixty one or. You can always send us an audio. Sorry, I spelled audio wrong. Hold on. Audio file. This is embarrassing. To Thought Cops Podcast. Pat, sorry, put podcast. My bad. Uh, Thought Cops Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. You know, Ionet Runner in the chat brings up a solid point, which is voicemails need a cop theme name. Like we need, we need to call it like the Thought Cops Hotline or something like that. The, yeah, just thought, some kind of hotline. The, yeah, the crime liner. That's I hate to say the thought crime line because that's a little too, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I, I like I like hotline. I, that reminds me of um, hotlines. <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. syllogism, but yeah. Fellas, I need the I need all men in the world to stop sexually harassing Abigail Shapiro, <laughs> aka Classical Abby. Please, it's it's really weird. Yes, she looks exactly like Ben Shapiro, and yes, she has big fucking mommy milkies. But no, I'm sick of seeing everyone saying weird sex shit to her. Please, go to church. <laughs> I swear to God, if I have to see her singing opera on Twitter one more time, I'm oh going to lose God. it. She, Has no one told her that she's not good at it? Well, that's the thing. She's no, clearly have. classically trained in opera. Um, I, right. Um, and like clearly has some talent in that regard. However, mm. none of it is charming or interesting or good or put to any sort of right. good use. Um, and I don't think people who even like her conservatives, I don't think they would feel the same either. It's just like, it's stupid and sucks shit. It sucks shit. Yeah, yeah, it's just also weird to post like front-facing videos of yourself doing opera. Doing anything really. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's disgusting. Um I do it it is weird that she's come to such a prominent point because I remember maybe like a year or more ago people would constantly make comments along the lines of like did you know Ben Shapiro has a sister and that she has real big tits? And everyone would be like, no, I, I didn't know that. And now she's like making vid- She's out in the limelight and people are not reacting positively to this because she's making videos about how she's coming out as a conservative. And we're like, yeah, we, we know. She's we only all know. 20 years and then old. She's doing these opera. Wait, she's only what? 20. Um, that can't be right. That can't be <laughs> Abigail Shapiro. Oh, no, I'm looking at somebody else. No, There's you're a right. theater actor it's named a- Abigail Shapiro. Oh. So that's what oh. happens when you Google it. I think there's two Abby Shapiros. Uh, oh, God. Um, and she doesn't have a... Um, oh, her sister was the uh, girl from Hereditary, apparently. Oh. <laughs> um, did you know that... <laughs> I don't think that's Did you know that... 
They didn't Mara know it Wilson is. Wilson and Ben Shapiro are related. The girl from uh, Matilda and shit. The one who's like famous on Twitter now. Yeah, oh, she really? and Ben Shapiro are cousins. Oh, that, huh. That's interesting because she's like very outspoken. Yeah, she's wing. been. She has like stated on the record that she hates his guts. I think. That's pretty yeah. cool of her. Anyway, sorry, I sent us down like a rabbit hole of trying to figure out um, his sister's age. What's her age again? We don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, no, that was a... Uh, for, forget, forgive me. Hey, Thought Cops, it's your boy, Brandon Kirkman, being extra greasy. Hey! Uh, I hope you guys had a fun episode. Uh, but Thank I wanted you. to ask you a very important question, um, which is, how did you fuck up that fruit tier list so bad a few nights ago? Uh, <laughs> I should say Kevin and Nico got on the Thought Cops live stream and they tier right. listed all the fruits and there's a few I'm fine with but they put coconut at C tier unacceptable completely unacceptable anyways C I, don't, well, I don't need to explain it but seriously you can't have a good red curry or green curry without coconut milk there's coconut milk itself then shredded coconut and some of your desserts almond joys it's, it's fucked up you fucked up Anyways, fuck, Mary kill, uh, bubonic plague, uh, 1918 influenza plague, and COVID-19 plague. Um, that's it. Bye. Okay, so what do you say? Fuck, Mary kill, COVID, the bubonic plague, and what, the 1918 influenza? Yeah. Um, hmm. Sort of a hard one to parse. I have I have my answer, but okay. you can go ahead with yours. No, you you go first. No, because like, I, I, I want to go I want to go last because I'm brilliant. My my answer is brilliant. It's I I got the best answer for this. Okay, um, let's see. I don't fuck me. I don't know. I don't want to have sex with any of these things or marry them or I got I want to I, I tell you I want to okay I want to kill COVID because it's here right now. All right, that's a good starting uh, point. I want to marry the flu. The uh, 1980 influenza because I've had the flu a good handful of times in my life, so we're we're pretty well acquainted. And I want you're probably kill, immune, yeah, more or less. And I want to kill you already killed. Bu- oh right, fuck. Uh, I want to fuck the up. bubonic plague. Plague. You're fucking this up as badly as you fucked up that uh, fruit list. Which, by the way, I would like to point out half of those fruits on those lists you've had through drinking them via Capri Sun. So uh, I can understand why your uh, taste palate is so off. You also want you wanted to list pear as an S tier fruit. Yes, it's great. That's horrendous. That's un-American. Sarah, what do you think about pears? I think a pear, when perfectly ripe, which is for about 30 minutes on one day, um, it is one of the most mm-hmm. perfect fruits. Um, however, what the a pear. Fuck? that is too unripe and worse a pear that is too mushy um can ruin a day they're all bad this this whole episode is goofed uh you've just never had a good pear i I think i don't want one they're all they're all bad incorrect but yeah there there was a lot of anger in that chat during the uh stream i just i i like i said i some of the flavors i hadn't had some of the ones she did have so i was like i'm I'm only going off the uh, the juice box. I, I know I know that's not fair. <laughs> well, uh, anyway, my my answer to the fuck Mary kill question is uh, I'm going to um, I'm going to have a polygamist marriage with all of them. We're going to have an orgy and then suicide pact. 
that's that's my answer mm, okay yeah uh sarah do you have any opinion on this <laughs> um i um i would kill the bubonic plague because it sounds really bad um yeah. i would fuck covid um so i could hurt its feelings by never calling or texting it again after and then i would marry the 1919 influenza because i've had the flu before um and survived yeah <laughs> so that's kind of where i'm at and that's the key to a long-lasting marriage you know if you if you can survive each other you know uh i'm tr- sorry i'm trying to think of those like boomer memes yeah. like the guy right uh he's like hey honey here's the hair dryer and it's a fucking pistol <laughs> hell yeah hey that's marriage i guess it's according classic, to the classic boomerism. Yeah. telling your wife to blow her fucking brains out he just wants to grill <laughs> all right wait are we listening before we play this one uh there was a note left on the voicemail that said i know it's two minutes but i don't care uh, so Zwick, if you want to just, do us a favor, we're going to listen to it at normal speed, but when the episode comes out next week, go ahead and put that in, uh, times two speed and make him sound like one of those, uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> because, because you know they're getting the best head. He's, he's an open defiance of your rules. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got the power. All right. All right, guys. What's up? How's it going? I hope y'all doing well. So, my two minutes of hate is gym related once again. And it is, this happened Monday. You know, Monday, I hit chest. I do bench press. So, I do all my workout sets, you know, my warm-up sets, I mean. And I think, oh shit, I gotta take a piss. I don't want to piss myself doing my heavy set. So, I go do my business. And I already put, like, these 1.25 kilogram plates on, you know, because my last set was, there was going to be my working weight. And I come back, and I do my sets, and it feels awesome, you know. It feels, oh, this wasn't heavy at all. I crank out like six, seven reps, even though I only shuffle like five. It's like, yeah, god damn, this was amazing. And I get ready to put on some more weight because I thought, well, if I can do more, why not do more? And then I realized some fucking bitch, some asshole. I don't know if it was a woman. I'm just saying, you know, bitch. It's a gender neutral term. Um, took the little plates off of my bar while I was gone, even though my water bottle, my weight belt, my towel were all on and around the bench. God, what, what is wrong with this person? And I hope the punishment is the next time that person bench presses, I hope the ball slips out of their hand and fucking decapitates them. All right. Take it easy, guys. Bye-bye. That doesn't oh. happen unless you're doing reverse grip, but uh, point taken. Always terrifying, these things. Right. Who is yeah. that? Just that's, some German you, guy. That's Yosef. <laughs> he listens every week. He's a nice guy. Don't let him fool you. Yeah, he... Uh, um... <laughs> He, he he tends to get creative with these. I don't know. He's it's like his work of art each week. He puts he puts a lot of time and effort and energy into them. Listen, all I can say is he's far away from us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like I said, if you want to give us a call, uh, leave us a voicemail 312-788-7361. Or you can send us an audio file to thoughtcopspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to support the show, uh, throw us a few bucks over at patreon.com slash thought cops for all kinds of goodies and bonus content. Sarah, thanks so much for coming thank on the you show. For having me. This was a dream come true. <laughs> oh, thank you. And everybody. Thanks for listening. I'll be, uh, scribbling you in my, uh, gratitude journal Aww. next week. Thanks. That's so nice. Appreciate that. So cute. Not you. <laughs> oh, shit. No, I just kidding. I'll push you in tomorrow. Oh, you, you don't have to. 
In no, fact, I'd feel more comfortable if you didn't. All right, I'll leave you <laughs> off. All right, Jesus. Well, I mean, don't. No, never mind. All right, I'll write you in. See you guys. Cuffs. Oh! Ah! Ah! Shut him in the dick! Ah! Make him away, guys.